Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heagle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia and enjoyed, of course... By the curator. And we are in Halo Haven, changing up the background a little bit. So if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, uh, we're now we're on the other side of Halo Haven and we're uh, surrounded by a lot of the curator's collection. So uh, another angle we thought was pretty cool to just try it out in these stadium seats and we'll get to those later during the Chronicle. So um, we're here to review the KC uh, series. Obviously, not the series the Angels wanted to have um, for a lot of different reasons. And obviously the injuries played a big part of it, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's dive into the games first. So Monday was the first game of the series at Kansas City. Clear skies, which (laughs) I was here that Saturday game where they're in Dunedin and nothing but rain. So just the fact the weather was clear had to make you feel at least a little better. Yeah, I mean, things were looking up. Clear skies, game, no, no delay in the game. No delay. You knew it was going to start um, on time. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was looking uh, pretty promising. Overall, the last, I think, five years, we've had a winning record against KC. Right. Even though we don't think so because the of traumatic. That 2014. <laughs> I was going to say the traumatic experience. Sweep, uh, I think we still have a little PTSD from that. But um, overall, we do. We fare pretty well in Kansas City. Guys hit well. Trout hits well. Going back to even like the Trumbo days. Um, he mashed a bunch of balls in the, the waterfall home, during that home, home run derby, derby yep. off the Royals Hall of Fame. So uh, we do well there. Um, not so uh, much. I mean, it started off really well. It did. So we'll go Monday um, at Kansas City again. Uh, and it kind of got started on this weird kind of sack fly that, you know. One that counts to Rojas. Drive out to ro- uh, left center field, rather, that chases Taylor. He'll make the catch. Walsh advancing to third, and it's a good thing it was an errant throw. Here he comes trying to score. Through to the plate, gets away from Perez. Yikes! Two runs come across. And just like that, the Angels are 2-0. So, Jerry Walsh advances on a sack fly from second to third. The pitch gets, or the throw gets away from the third baseman. He comes home. Now the third baseman is trying to throw him out, or I think it was the pitcher backing up, trying to throw him out at home. That ball gets away, and Upton comes in behind him, and they're up 2-0. Yeah, classic Little League uh, play right there. Yeah, and then kind of, <laughs> you know, going back to, to when they were in Florida playing the Blue Jays, finally, like, one of those kind of, Little league plays actually benefited. Works the in our favor. Yeah, we're exactly. not the one. We're not the yeah, one running on around. the other end of it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're up 2-0 early, 
Um, and that and was Rojas hitting that sack fly. Sack fly. So even though at that point he still is hitless for his young career, he still got that sack fly productive outs like we've been talking about. Right. So. I mean, and then that's kind of a theme that will be playing throughout this series. Right now, it's it's working out great. And going into the sixth, the Angels are up 4-0. And Alex Cobb um, ran into a little trouble here in the sixth inning, but he did great for the Angels uh, this outing. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit. We were texting back and forth during the game, but he just seems so smooth. Yeah, he wasn't throwing hard. Right. Like, I mean, come on. It's still hard. <laughs> it's hard to me or you. It, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm striking out. But, um, yeah, it was just effortless. And it was just smooth. It was under control. He felt like he had confidence out there. And that ball, the bottom of that ball, like I think I said to you, was just dropping off. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, man. He was in like, you know, low to mid 90s tops. And I think he just like with Madden um, and that reconnection. He yeah, felt, hopefully it's like, that simple. Yeah. And I, this word's being thrown out a lot now, but like that's vintage Cobb there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> even though, even though he's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah. It's vintage, vintage Cobb. Vintage, right? But like also, too, he, you know, we talked about it before. He went up the drive line, learned some things there. And, and as of right now, it looks like it's really translating over into the season, which, you know, coming into it, Cobb, oh, what are we going to get out of him? You know, Quintana still having a rough go of it. Uh, what are we going to get out of him? He kind of already can Bundy repeat it. But it looks like, honestly, Cobb and Bundy are the, your top two guys right now. And that, and that, that's Orioles right there. Yeah, you know. exactly. And then, and then, and like when we got Cobb, everyone's just like, oh my who's gosh, why do we give yeah. up Jemai Jones for, um, you know, Cobb and all this stuff? And, um, As trust right me, now, like yeah. we, we like, you know, Jemai's a right, friend exactly. of the podcast. Yeah. And, but still thinking about the, our depth chart, like I don't think Jemai, was going to see right. I mean, maybe now, time. maybe now with all yeah, the injuries, yeah, he <laughs> might be playing third base right now. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been smooth. I like it. Um, I think behind Bundy, he's our number two right now. Right. You, you, yeah. I would definitely see it because you. I would say that because you've seen it a couple times now. Um, from Cobb, you you saw a good outing last time from Haney in Florida, and now this upcoming weekend in uh back here in anaheim uh you hope you see another one and that kind of will solidify it but yeah i definitely think you're right cobb is definitely that second guy um but he went five and two thirds four hits three runs one walk uh 10 strikeouts and the thing was what they were calling that splitter gooey kept on calling it the thing the thing thing. that's pretty dope there you go pitch called the thing right and then two you know it says three earned runs on his line but I don't know how you feel about it, but he only gave up one run while he was in. He got into a little trouble, like I was saying. Um, the I forgot what reliever came in, gave up those two other runs. Do you like the fact that those runs go onto the the pitcher before, or do you think they should go onto the pitcher that actually gave it up? Well, it's always been the case, like, right? No, 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 you're right. It's always, always been, been the room. case. It's nothing new, but do I like it? Like, if you're a pitcher, well, I'm saying like if you, if you had if if you were. Like Lord of the rules or Lord of the stats. Like, would I you think it's like a partial, partial run, like a half a run. Yeah, because yeah, you put them on, but yeah, the next guy gave it up, right? You know, and because too, yeah, if you're if your bullpen guy behind you is lights out, then you can give him a you know bases loaded, no out situation. But if he gets out of it, you look like it yeah. was nice and easy for you. Yeah, there's got to be some like little happy medium, this little middle, right. Middle position on that. Yeah, I so I don't like it. Cause yeah. Cause his performance in his stat line was much better than three or three or oh, runs. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. So again, after the six uh, angels are still up four to three. So obviously that, that league kind of tightened a little bit and you get kind of worried about what's going to happen with the angels. You kind of see the momentum building for KC. And when Shohei does this, 
Here's the 1-1 to Otani. And that's hit well into the corner. That'll rattle around and right and clear the bases. One too many fastballs against Shohei Otani. Otami has been on an absolute tear recently. It feels like making hard contact with every ball he hits. This one was uh, measured at 119 miles per hour off the bat, which is the hardest hit ball this year. You just wish you got the uh, exit or the uh, angle a little higher and get launch angle, baby. Exactly. But that's crazy. I think I saw some stat that, like in the last, like, I don't know, since that, that stat. You know, has been Statcast. Statcast. Right. I don't know. Um, it's like in the top five of the last yeah. like. Chris is our old cum- curmudgeon, um, old guy. The, uh, yeah, I remember back in the day. Labor metrics. Yeah, exactly. Chris is not. Yeah, one but of 119 miles an hour. That's impressive. Yeah. That ball just shot out. Wow. Like I felt like I was looking at this, like at the TV. I turned away from a second, then all of a sudden the score changed and i'm like i don't know what happened that right fielder i don't even think he had a moment like i think he dropped back maybe like on his back leg to oh yeah and and then it hit the wall and he's like unless "Uh." yeah unless it's hit right at you there's no way you're getting to that ball or even cutting it off before it gets to the to the wall because that thing was just like you mentioned just humming down down there in the right field corner but um they end up the the end of fifth the seventh inning up seven to three Otani stays hot with another RBI double, and then right after that, this man comes to the plate. And Trout gets a hold of one into the corner and left, and he got it! Homer's in 10 straight! Two-run shot for Trout! We're not worthy! We're not worthy! So yeah, so Trout home runs, extending that 10 game home run streak as a team, which is, you know, every game uh, this season. I think at the time, well, I know at the time it was best in the league. And I think it was either tied or had the record for most home run, like a most home run streak by a team um, in Major League Baseball, which is creative. And, and, it came late. There was a list of little drama about well, yeah, it. Yeah, and if you're watching, you know the broadcast, the broadcast with Maddie Ma- v. Maddie V. The, the you know the he predicted that right, right. Before he was kind of like he was like putting it out there into right. the the universe. What was it? The se. reverse, the reverse uh, broadcaster jinx. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like where the goer has not given up a home run. He's, he's, so he put it out there. Next pitch, a pretty safe bet when you put it out there with Trout. You know, late heroics and stuff like that. So. uh it was cool. It worked, and and we, you know, kept that streak going. Here we go. So ten so. game home run streak. Uh, Angels win it ten to three. Um, obviously, behind the bat of not only Trout but Otani goes three for five in this game with three RBIs and two runs. Um, you know, the pitching thing hopefully does come back around. Hopefully, he is able to pitch again, and, and all reports are saying that everything's going good in that aspect. But the way he's producing offensively, it's kind of like – I don't want to say not a big deal if he doesn't pitch, but, I mean, wow, he's he's offensively just killing the ball right now. Yeah, I remember a preseason podcast where we kind of talked about what would you rather have, Otani pitching or Otani hitting if you had to choose one. And I think you and uh, Mike Brown, a big league chewing – you guys said, I'd rather see him pitch because it's harder to come by a pitcher throwing 100 miles an oh, hour. Yeah. While I agree with that, I feel like you're saying a little bit like, I'm hey, fine with him just hitting every day and being the DH. I mean, but if this, if this going, is the alternate, yeah. He's going three for five every day with a home, home run, run and, and double. Three RBIs. I mean, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we rather, like you said, rather see him pitching because of the the, the fact that it's hard to get like a frontline ace type of guy. But if there's a second place, I mean, yeah, like he was like tied for the league in stolen bases, hardest hit, exit velocity. Yeah, it's like between him and Trout, it's going back and forth, who can hit it the it's hardest? Just like insane right now. So that was Monday. All good times, feeling good. Like I mentioned, 10 to 3. You know, this offense is rolling, and then comes Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday night was a good game. Well, first uh, game is Saturday, which you already touched on. Yeah, I, I'll get to my thoughts about Saturday at the end of the series. But um, so here comes Tuesday. Bundy comes with the start. And like we mentioned, between him and Cobb, it seems like they are the top two guys. Uh, I believe, was it Daniel Duffy or – I don't remember his first name, but anyways, he was on the mound for Kansas city and I thought it was going to be a pitching duel. And it kind of, that's exactly what it turned out to um, Bundy struggled a little bit in the first with his command. It seemed like, and we were texting back and forth like, Oh, it, this might be one of those games where he just struggles and isn't able to put it all together. Yeah. I think he put up almost 30 pitches in the first. Yeah. Like Each 26. 30, yeah. You're on like a trajectory where you're out like by the third. Right. Exactly. And so you, you texted me that and I haven't even put on the game yet. I'm like, Oh, oh great. great. In the first five, inning. Oh. Yeah. And the I turned inning. on, it's only, you know, one, down yeah. by one and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He gets a one he, in the first. Yeah. He righted the ship for sure. Yeah, exactly. He, he settles down. He goes, he ends up going seven innings. Five. He actually went, I think one more than, Duffy. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, because two Kansas City had a thing where they were like, at a certain point, they were swinging early a lot. And I think like two or th- yeah, I think two innings were, it was like under 10 pitches. Yeah. It was, so that uh, for a guy that struggled in the, in the first inning and his pitch count was way up, that definitely helped. But he went uh, seven innings pitch, five hits, three, uh, three runs, two of them earned. And we'll show the one that wasn't earned. And yeah, that was bad. Um, six strikeouts, but a really good, again, Bundy type of outing for the angels. And, and before I go any further, there was a lot of roster moves before this game. And we'll get to that. And in, in, after the end of this, but um, yeah, I mean, Bundy settled down. And when you have a guy that doesn't seem like to have his stuff early, but it's able to give you those numbers as the angel fan, it doesn't seem like we've had that for a while. No, no yeah, of course not. So, um, Here's that one unfortunate uh, pop-up that we were talking about. This is the one unearned run. And here comes the pitch. And he was jammed and fights that one off. Pops it up near home plate. The catcher, Suzuki, has the ball pop out of his glove. So what Merrifield's up to base, up the bat, obviously pops it up. You saw that. You heard that with Suzuki. Not able to catch the pop-up in foul, tor- tar- foul territory. And it wasn't even that far. It wasn't like he had to run far or anything. It was literally just barely outside the yeah, batter's box. Suzuki's catch is at 99 out of 100 times. And, and that one time he misses it, and I think that was the game changer. That's that was. Where, because, that was where the, the gets momentum on, shift. He gets on. on. He comes around. I think mm-hmm. he gets on. He's still second. And then um, he gets uh, someone gets a hit, and he comes back around, and that's an extra run right there. And uh, with the game finishing 3-2, to two, yeah. I mean, that that I, exactly, that's a big, huge difference in that, and that's – Unfortunate, but it just seems like you knew this game was so tightly contested that something like that was going to happen yeah. one way or the other, and that was going to be the difference. But um, in the fifth, Otani at it again. Duffy has not allowed a hit since the second, since the end of the second, that is. And he's allowed only one base runner on the two-out walk to Suzuki last inning. Did Shohei get him? Get going. Get going to right and gone. 
The superhero does it again. Otani hits a bomb, and then two. If you watch that back, he kind of slow plays it out of the out of the batter's box. And this is like we were talking about before. This whole new Otani and his little uh, I don't want to say like attitude, but maybe like a little swag. Yeah, I think he's been hanging out in the U.S. too long or something. Man. <laughs> yeah, the old Otani where, you know, very traditional. It's it's gone. Waving bye-bye to home That runs. was awesome, yeah. Uh, you know, mad dog in the pitcher. Yeah, I that, like it, man. I mean, it was great. That's awesome to see. And so, obviously, that brings the score to one to two. Uh, Angel's still down by one. And then the Kurt pop-up happens. And so, that brings the score to three to one. And now you're back chasing two. Kurt ends up getting a sack fly in the eighth inning and brings the score to three to two. Um, and then, and then Trout this game, and we talked about it a little before we started recording, not a Trout type of game. I mean, we're talking about four strikeouts. I mean, the how uh, to me, I can't remember the last if that even have ever happened with Trout. Yeah, I mean that's just unheard of. So. In the so you're saying we should trade him, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's get him out. Yeah, yeah let's trade him. He's no longer the the best player in baseball. Straight up yeah, for yeah. Kershaw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're being kidding. We don't want anyone to like hit up our DMs and yeah. be like, "Oh, you guys are horrible," or uh, give us a one star rating on the podcast because yeah. uh, we're looking for five stars only. So if you're out there, rate and review. Um, but coming into the ninth inning, you get the situation you wanted. You're down by one. Trout comes up with two on. Like we mentioned, strikes out. Okay, no big deal. You're down two now, or you have two outs. Uh, Albert comes up, walks. So now your base is loaded. Uh, two outs. Jared Walsh, who has had a really good season this so far. Actually, if you ask me who I'd rather have up there at that moment, Walsh or Trout, I almost would say Walsh, just based on the season. I'm wanting Walsh or Otani up there in that situation. Right. Definitely not um, historically trout, of yeah. course. And it was actually kind of crazy that we were still in that game at that point. At that point, with all those, all the men left on base. Oh, like, it there was, was insane. so many guys left on I base. I don't even know, know the number off the top of my head. I have to say at least nine. Mm-hmm. I think they said almost every inning we had two guys. On base. Oh, it was. It wasn't just this either. It was. In the series that it just seemed like, or at least in the two games where they lost, they have had they had a ton of yeah, guys left on base. Being that game was, I was kind of surprised, and I'm like, oh, we could we could win this. And, and this was definitely a game where Kansas City cashed in on those because they were getting like hit for hit with the Angels, but they were getting that extra hit. Mm-hmm. To get guys around, the Angels were getting guys on. You had so many times where it was like second and third, two outs. Oh, we just need a single to get. What they were doing is what we've been doing all year, right, all year long. And, and so, and, and I'm like, okay, it, we're waiting for that, right? We're exactly, for, we're waiting for those eighth in, that eighth inning heroics, mm-hmm. ninth inning, and it just it know, didn't happen. Sure so play that clip right now. Yeah, exactly. So again, bases loaded, two outs. Jared Walsh is at the plate, and this is what happens. Loaded, and Jared Walsh will be the batter. Salvi throws down to third. What a way to end the game. So for you that aren't watching on our YouTube page, pretty much what happens is that ball's in the dirt, hits Perez in the chest protector, looks like it's going to get away from him, hits Jared Walsh, so it stops right there in front of the plate. And at this point, David Fletcher, who is on third, is breaking the home to tie the game, which if you, if it doesn't hit Jared, and we were talking about this before the podcast, if it doesn't hit Walsh, 
it gets away from, and there's a really good chance that uh, Fletcher, because of he had such a good jump and it that actually hurt him this time, uh, he gets in there to tie the game. Yeah, Fletcher's a hero. Oh yeah, Fletcher that that Mister Grit and yeah, it yeah. It, it adds to the, his mantle of a uh, you yeah. Know. But he he uh, the old uh, adage in baseball is don't make the first or last out at third base, and that's what he did. Yeah, exactly. So it hits Jared Walsh um, right in front, and it ends up right in front of the plate. Perez has enough, you know. I mean, he's a he's, he's a veteran, so he knows what's happening yeah, right now. Has five a, or six time gold glove. Oh, I think or, even more than that. Has yeah. a presence of mind to pick it up and throw it to third. Guns out. Uh, Fletcher getting back, and that's how the game ended. I mean, and they reviewed it, and, and, it was, and then like if you saw that in real time, it was like, oh gosh, really? You thought so in real time? Oh, he like got bang him. bang. Oh yeah. I, I thought I. I honestly, didn't think there's a chance. You have to review it last. Play right, game, right, right. Game's over. I, I mean, I didn't think it was such a slam dunk right away but once they showed that first replay i'm like oh yeah it's not even it's not even close and so you even see there's there's a camera on otani because otani wasn't moving from second base and i'm guessing they played it on the big screen out there in kansas city because he's like because he's looking up and the next thing you know he's like he like chases it like yep and then just walks back to the um the dugout and then you know unfortunately uh that does it for the angels in this game A, a, a tough game three to two uh a lot of like like Chris mentioned, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of chances to get guys in when they're on base. I mean, Trout strikes out four times. I don't know if I ever seen that or if even has ever happened. It just seemed like a very kind of fluky game because Bundy dealt was great, and then just the bullpen came in and and held it down. But we just couldn't get that extra hit, and we just couldn't get Otani up enough to to do it. But um, you drop one of the series and obviously it's a three game series. So you're looking for a series win today, afternoon game, Wednesday, um, Griffin canning on the mound. Um, and last time we talked or I, I talked about it when we reviewed the blue Jay series, canning had a rough first inning came out and then settled down after that and, and pitched really well. So it, w- it would be interesting to see how he does now. Um, canning goes five innings, pitch six hits, only two earned runs, two walks, and five Ks. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, when he left, uh, Chris Rodriguez came in, friend of the podcast, uh, gets out of the first inning fine, gets into a little trouble the inning after that, um, ends up giving a couple. Uh, Salvi Perez was a home run guy. I mean, he absolutely killed the Angels in this series. Um, bullpen comes in also and gets, just gives up another home run. The next thing you know, it is uh, a 6-1 to one, uh, loss for the Angels. And it's just, again, one of those things where you feel like, I don't, I don't know. And, and this is kind of like what I was talking about before, is that we are in a situation where the Florida game to me played a big part of this just because of the fact that, um, you know, the, the Saturday game was so hard. I mean, Chris were here watching it or trying to watch it before the rain delay actually finished. And, um, you know, I, I just wonder, I think they were tired. Like, honestly, I think they were tired that game, even though for us it was on a normal day or normal like time, like seven o'clock, that was East Coast. They didn't get done till one o'clock. They get up the next day because they, they got up because they, they didn't know. I mean, they had to get up and prepare for like a 10 a.m. start, right? East Coast. 
and what did it which didn't happen but they still had to be yeah, there. yeah they still get ready until so, the social friends yeah. they're not chilling at the hotel or whatever so they're there they're in uniform sure just like hanging out in the dugout whatever and that's like five, i mean from when the game ended i can't remember exactly but it, it had to be around like one o'clock their right. time and then get for back settle down and then for like down. a one o'clock that's three o'clock for right. like for like a one o'clock, and then for yeah. one p.m. game the next day, you know they're getting there maybe an hour or two before the game. I mean, they had to be run down at the end of this, uh, and it's run of this uh, road trip. And then two, we're talking about Florida. I mean, I've yeah. never been, but the humidity. Florida's weird. The, the humidity because of you know obviously the storm that was in the in the area that had to take a toll on them. I mean that's what I, I mean that's why I think I'm not trying to make sit here. and make excuses but i mean it definitely it definitely doesn't seem like and they're uh, playing in a weird part yeah everything seems kind of weird there's like spring training 2.0 yeah they say all the weird things like if you read a weird story of like something crazy happening i remember k-rock a local radio station used to say (laughs) florida or germany where did this happen and like weird stuff goes down in florida and let's just blame it on that. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyways, sorry. If but yeah, in Florida and you're watching this. We love you. <laughs> Thank uh, you very please much. I star review. Yeah, like exactly. That, but yeah. But kind of like what you were mentioning with with the runners and scoring position, Casey ended, you know, the Angels ended up. Sorry, the Angels ended up being 0 for 9 with runners and scoring position this game. The, the, the Wednesday game with nine left on base. So now if you add those from the two losses, now you're talking about one for 18 with runners in scoring position and 20 guys left on base in two games. I mean, that is not exactly the way you would want to win a game at all. Yeah, you're not going to win a game. If you yeah. guys on base. <laughs> or two games. If you yeah. want a game, like – that means the other team is not getting on base, or they're doing the same thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what else to say. Like, you're not cashing them in. You know, it's like you got, right. you got the ducks on the pond, but you just you're not baseball cliche. Yeah, you like that? Had to throw that one in. There but, you um, go. Yeah, you're just not going to win too many games, and that that's the difference between why we were like what? Oh, definitely the the seven and know, three start. That seven and three start was because we were scoring people. We were moving. We were playing base to base. We were sack flying, um, whatever you know, bunting. You know, just moving from position There's to even position. A sack bunt in there, yeah. yeah like we're playing uh, as Joe Madden's calling it, nineteen eighty five baseball, and I'm liking that. I like that nineteen eighty five. I wasn't even born. Dang. I was three. Oh, okay. So you wasn't like you were. It wasn't like you were. I wasn't in, like ten. It was. It wasn't like you were a senior in high school or something like no, that. So you're good. I'm only a few years older. So there you whatever. go. But yeah. So unfortunately, they dropped the game. They dropped the series. First series dropped by the Angels this year. And if I were to tell you at the beginning of this year that it would take them, was this like the fourth series or fifth series? I mean, you got the Chicago. You got Houston. Chicago, Houston, Toronto, Toronto Royals. So this is the fourth um, series. If you were, yeah, if you would ask me which series were dropping, I would or that were not dropping a series until is, the fourth one. Yeah, or no, and I also would have said of which one we were going to lose. It wouldn't be KC, Kansas City. I mean, they're sneaky. They're sneaky. They, they remind me a lot of the Angels, where they have guys like Salvador. Now, obviously, no one can match up the Trout, but like this was, I don't want to say it, but it was kind of the Angels B squad here. With all oh, the injuries. Yeah. So, like, on that aspect, it, it kind of reminded me of Kansas City where you had to go base to base. You had to go um, 
productive outs. You had to do all that stuff. Like today, there was a situation where one guy gets on base, he steals second, no outs, sack fly, moves him to third, sack fly again, gets him home. There was no, there was no, you know, base hit. Yeah, when you look at the back end, like, like you, you told me, you're like, oh, well, the front end's not doing too much either. Yeah, but when you have like. Uh, Jack Mayfield, yeah, John Jay, yeah. and then you had I think uh, Rojas. Suzuki was mixed was in there. Yeah. Rojas, like, don't get me wrong, like, it's just not you know not a lot like Sassy in there. Sassy's been hot, and it's that. funny that it's and funny that you missed. Really, him. He's got a little pop, and then you felt a little bit more confident when you had Stassi in the especially behind had, the plate, and then even with Jay Jay up like in the you know the heart of the order, and you have to move pull holes up to fill in the gap. You're just losing something there. Yeah, it's really different when you have Pujols hitting six com- or seventh compared to when he's hitting fourth. You know what I mean? It just yeah. felt like it was different. And, and he got some hits yesterday. So yeah, so wrong. But yeah, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know when you when you're that, in that lineup was deep. When you're in that fourth spot, I can I, I hits are great, but I expect like extra bases. Like obviously, you yeah. can't sit there and expect home runs every time, but like a double or something like that. Like, but Albert never yeah, did even that. with like Fowler. Um, you know, having a rough season, but he started picking it up and just having that veteran presence. And so you have Fowler gone. And so you're like, okay, yeah, just throwing Ligaris, and then all right, yeah. So now, now you're you're like third on your depth chart right there, right? So, so that yeah, that's not great. Salvador Perez again. We I kind of mentioned it earlier. Killed the Angels in this series with a home run today on Wednesday, but he went eight for twelve, three runs, one home run, four RBI. It's just, I mean, it just seems like there's a uh, between him. Uh, who was it? You mean Mercedes from Chicago that started his major league season uh, like eight for eight or nine for nine or something? It always yeah. seems like there's like one guy that the Angels has struggled yeah. to get out, and and Salvador Perez was definitely the guy this series. But all in all, the the road trip they split, so wasn't great, wasn't horrible. Uh, I think a lot of times if you could split on the road and win and come out positive on home stands, I think that's kind of what you're rooting for. And luckily for the Angels, they are coming back home off Thursday. And then Friday, they start a uh, three-game series with the Twins that we will kind of preview a little bit later. But uh, overall, Kansas City is behind us. Um, we'll see them again later this year in Anaheim. But, you know, it, it, was, a, it was their first road trip, three, uh, 50, uh, 500 for the road trip. Uh, I'll take it. I mean, as of as of recent, there's been I feel like there's been a season where we where we've never been three games above five hundred. Uh, yeah, four games of five hundred, or even above five hundred. <laughs> above five hundred. <laughs> so you lose that first game, and then so, that's it. So I know we were. Well, kind of like you mentioned though, too. Like we we're flying high. Opening day alone was like crazy, just because just to win opening day. So I just you know. I mean, there's been seasons where we're just struggling always to get to the 500 mark. Oh yeah. So even to be ahead this early is still it's still a win. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. you'll take it. Twins coming to town, and then after that, the Texas Rangers coming to town, and and you really got to take take care of those type of teams uh, to make you know to make us make a stand and make your presence known in, in MLB. But um, so again, that's the Kansas City preview. A little good. A little bad, a lot of kind of weird situations on some games. So um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, have our Curators Chronicles. Your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. 
Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japan optics, Canon lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KNUN15 at KNUN.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. KNUN, clearly better. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now going to be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has your betting action covered. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. Players got to play and curators got to <laughs> curate. I got to have a, a little entry tagline every time, whether it's cheesy or not. But this edition of the Curators Chronicles comes from an item that we've been sitting on the whole whole time, whole podcast, whole episode. And, and if you can't see this, handful of games in the past to this uh, on wherever you get your podcast. Um, but if you're watching live, uh, you're, we're sitting on some orange seats. And yep. if you're not familiar with Angel Stadium or what we used to call Anaheim Stadium or we used to call the Big Ed or uh, had a Edison lot of, International Stadium had a Anaheim, lot of names. Yep. or any other adage or anecdote or whatever we want to attach to it, um, Angel Stadium went through a different, a few different phases. But what one thing that always uh, uh, you know, personified the seating is the orange seat. And these were from the 1980s renovation where they uh, kind of they brought in the L.A. Rams and they kind of, um, you know, made the full stadium. Um, when Disney came in, uh, what Disney did is they got rid of all these orange seats and there was a huge, huge pile out in the parking lot from for miles and miles probably not that far but you could see all these piles of orange seats and you're like what are they going to do with them what they did with them is they sold them for five dollars a seat <laughs> i said five dollars a seat and at that time i was only a kid and i didn't have five dollars i mowed you i mowed yards for ten dollars a thing and i don't know why i didn't buy them right i didn't right. have space there you a go bedroom in a parent's house probably had like a bunk bed didn't have room for the for the orange seats fast forward uh years later when i created the you know the man cave fan cave at halo haven uh wanted to come up on some of these seats looked all over Went on Craigslist. There you go. Went That's on Craigslist, drove out to Anaheim, went into some lady's garage. She had 60 of these seats in her garage. 60? 60. 
It was insane. I said, Would, where'd you get these at? She said, I bought them because I had an ice skating rink out in Anaheim. And this was the seat, the seating where I, you know, parents would watch their kids play hockey or twirl or that's whatever it may be, right? So that's where we got these original seats right here. We have, we have five of them inside the Haven. We got some plaques. That say, yeah, they genuine say genuine stadium seat from Anaheim. 1966 to 2020, I'm guessing. No. No, it says 1966 and it says dash 20. Well, the stadium's still there, so. Well, no, no, I'm saying, but these seats were there. Yes. Yeah, in 2020, they are. What the hell is that 24 then? It's like 20 to. It could be whenever they te- tear the stadium down. 2030, oh, okay. 20, 22, something like oh, okay. that. Anyways, and then we also came up on two more seats that are actually in the uh, rally bus. bus. And then as far as stadium seats, I actually have a stadium seat from. Um, where the Phillies played back the in, vet? Uh, like 1910 oh, to 1940, oh, Park. So Damn. if you want to create their ultimate fan experience, you do need stadium seats because when you're watching a game from the seat in which your team played in, that was part of the stadium, part of the experience, there's nothing better. Oh, no way. Nothing better, right? Don't you feel like you... you no, and it's awesome, is too. It's like 1985 all over. No, no, the cool part is, too, is that where we're sitting, it's, it's you can see the TV perfectly in Halo Haven. You don't have to worry about it. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's that stadium seat kind of feel without actually being in the stadium. Yeah, you can throw peanuts on the floor. I don't mind. We've done it. Um, <laughs> you're drinking beers. Yeah. Uh, they spill maybe all 50 you know? cents spill. We have Astro turf sure. on the ground. So we really got to put that video together. Yeah, that's so for sure. You don't have to drive home really. Maybe like a mile. Yeah, there you go. And that's very far at all. And then if, if, especially if you have a wife that doesn't drink like me, you can just be like, Oh yeah, you're driving home now. Yeah. So no social distancing or nothing. Yeah. Cause we're vaccinated. Yeah. The Halo Haven is a proud vaccinated uh, podcast. Anyways, uh, I have ringing in my ears after the second vaccine, but that's a different story. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been another episode of the Curator's Chronicles. Let's go! And I want to thank Chris for another Curator's Chronicles. So one of the big stories this week was obviously the injuries. Um, ton of them. Ton of them going back to when uh, they were in Florida. So I'm going to bring this up right now for everyone that's, again, watching on um our YouTube page and uh, Facebook and Twitter. So follow us on Halo underscore Haven or the Twitter page is all angels podcast at gmail.com again. Or that's our email email address. Sorry. That is our YouTube page is all angels podcast um, on YouTube and, and, you know, follow us, rate us, all that good stuff. But let's get to the injuries first. And obviously the big one, I don't even know if it's, I mean, it's big because it's a year long injury and that's Dexter Fowler that happened out in Florida. Like we mentioned, um, like you mentioned last week. So, um, he's the big one just because of the fact that he is missing the year. But other than that, you have, um, uh, Anthony Rendon, Matt Stassi, Juan Lagares, Justin Upton. Uh, Rendon's out with a left groin, 10-day DIL. Stassi left them, left the game, or not left the game. Yeah, he left the game right on, I believe it was uh, Tuesday. 
um, left thumb. Uh, he probably got jammed on on a on a catch or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, Juan Lagares left calf strain, ten day DL. Justin Upton back stiffness day to day. He's been out for the last two games. They're going to kind of reevaluate obviously tomorrow and uh, Friday, and hopefully he gets back. But he's not on the IL yet, and we'll see how that goes. But out of all those kind of injuries, which one? I'm, and I'm going to take Anthony Rendon out because obviously Anthony Rendon is the main guy when it comes to those. Um, what do you think, or how do you feel about those injuries? And um, who's the, who's who do you think is the main one in that one in those injuries? I got to go up to him. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's kind of like the angel way when it comes to announcing <laughs> injuries where it starts off like, oh, we're going to, you know, day to day. Well, somebody mentioned that too. Day to day. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, 10 day. When, when Fowler happened, that's exactly how it kind of played out. And someone DM'd us on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I hope the angels are more upfront about it. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, Fowler was, you know, he was, it was a bruise that night. And then the next day, is a torn ACL. But to me, it's like, well, it's, you, you mean, you're not going to know what it is right away, ACL or not. You, you are going to need an MRI. I mean, all these places have x-ray machines, so you know it's not broken, and that's what happened with um, Stasi. But you need, a, you need an MRI to see the ligament part of it, and I'm guessing that's why they were kind of delayed the Fowler injury news and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you feel like they're, you know, you need to be transparent because at the end of the day, we're going to find out the guy can't play. He can't play. And so it's right. going to turn on. But we, I think in the recent years, we've seen guys that the original report, they made it out to be like no big deal day to day. And then all of a sudden it just gets deeper and deeper into yeah. the season. Looking back, like uh, who was the third baseman we had? The guy that you know had the donkey. Oh, uh, is that Cozart? <laughs> Cozart. Yeah. Right? Said, you knew exactly who I was talking about. Uh, Cozart was a guy that they're like, oh, you know, he's just out a few games. And then it's like a season. It's another half of the season. <laughs> guy barely played at all. Right. And um, I think I felt like the Angels are notorious for that. And so I understand, like, the frustration and the lack of transparency. It's a bruise. Now it's a torn ACL and stuff like that. But Right. I don't know. But I say I say Jay up just because he has. He was actually doing really well. Injury prone in the past. He's feeling healthy, and he's doing well. He's a, he's just that added presence in that in that lineup. And then you take him out. You take Rendon out, and like you said, Rendon's huge. Yeah, that meat of the order shrinks, and you felt that shrink when Pujols has to be fourth, fourth. rather than sixth because two of those dudes are out. And so I think yeah, I, that's I'm a, saying. Uh, Justin Upton for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Upton too is going to be a huge one. Dexter Fowler it sucks because he was. A, it's a year long injury um, with a tore ACL, but I don't think he production wise he was going to matter a whole lot. I think it's just the veteran leadership that we're going to yeah. miss, and that's huge. That was huge. Yeah, if you want if you want to put a war number on that veteran leadership, I don't know if you can. Is there, is there a war on that? I, I don't know if you can. I don't know. You guys are all about these uh, modern statistics. All you kids nowadays. Yeah. All you kids talking about that. I'm going to put a war number on leadership. Right. Exactly. I think he's like a plus two point five war. Off there that. you go. Didn't you? <laughs> Weren't you when Madden was hired? Didn't you I put a Madden war plus four? Yeah, Madden was plus a four, four. Was a four war as a uh, as a manager. That. I stand behind. So that. I mean, he's going. Him. He's going great right now. So we'll see what happens. But um, 
some of the corresponding moves, obviously, because of these guys going down, was Anthony Benboom as a catcher, uh, Jack Mayfield uh, as a kind of like a utility second baseman, uh, and then John Jay out in the outfield. But you know, Jack Mayfield has been optioned back to all, all the alt site. And then two, something I don't know if this was the deal last year also or not because I didn't pay too much attention about it. But when you're on the road, you can only call up the guys that are at or are your taxi squad. Meaning, these are a lot of the, they use everyone in the taxi squad got called up. So even if they wanted to bring up uh, Taylor Ward, Joe Adele, like they, they couldn't just because of the fact that they weren't on the taxi squad. So it looks like. Back in Anaheim, you kind of have more of a free range about who you get brought or who you can bring up at certain times. So, like I mentioned, Jack Mayfield got optioned. We'll see how that plays out if Ward comes up or if um, Renhefo comes up. You know, both can play certain out or infield positions. Yeah, because that makes a whole lot of sense. Because, like, the natural call up, I would have said, would have been take the word. Throw him out third base, play third base, or you play outfield, play outfield, you play catcher. Well, because yeah, because we said, I mean, like, Lagaris got hurt, Upton was hurt, those are two of your outfielders right there. Ward was solid last year's catcher, and Madden is high on Ward. He has been, yeah, last year he was super high on Ward. So we'll see how that plays out coming in, coming into this again, home series with the Twins. But um, Lagaris is is big too because of the fact that he's that backup guy with with a really good defensive glove and. Yeah, he had a really good spring training too. So, um, you're, now you're putting guys out there that don't play outfield. Like obviously, Jared Walsh was out there. You keep him in there for his bat. Jose Rojas um, gets his first hit today. Congratulations! Oh, okay. So great for him. He breaks like O for I think it was O for eighteen or O for nineteen. Yeah. So that's not great. Yeah. But um, those are some of the guys that were playing outfield, and then you just cannot. You know, I don't know. It just seems like you, there was that hole in the lineup, like you mentioned, in the back end of it because of the guys that were missing. Yeah, and it was he, a triple-A lineup in the back. So sure. hopefully these guys get back sooner rather than later. Um, with Anthony Rendon, they said it was going to be a 10-day thing. Like, they kind of felt confident in that after the 10 days, he's going to come back and be fine, which, you know, you hope as an Angel fan, Stasi was going to be a little bit longer. They were thinking more like, 14 to 16 days with him. Um, Lagaris, I haven't heard anything about him, how how severe or, or non-severe it is. But And you, you have to think, like, even though Rendon hasn't been producing, just having him bat behind Trout, like... Oh, that adds a whole different protection. Well, like you mentioned, too. Yeah, it, like, it the, guy, the, the guy might be batting, you know, 200 or less, but just knowing that he's there and he has the potential... And the aptitude yeah. to actually, you know, perform, it's uh, it's a scary thing. So, without that there in the protection, then. no, you're absolutely right. That is something that is the need. The, the lineup needs to be stretched out because when this lineup is on full go, it's probably like what top five. I, I honestly think it'll be like top five in major league if oh, top five, top if, three. If 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 it's a hundred percent healthy and a hundred percent firing on all cylinders. I mean, you talk about Fletcher again. If everything's going good, Fletcher's going to get on base. Then you have Otani. I mean, he might just clear the bases right there before Trout even gets up. Mm-hmm. The way he's batting. Um, so yeah, hopefully the lineup kind of gets healthy. Rendon comes back right away, and th- I think that will make that alone will make a huge difference as long as Upton doesn't get on that 
injured list? I think that's a big question, and we'll see how that goes um, going into, uh, again, coming into Anaheim, playing the Twins uh, this this coming weekend. So kind of like I mentioned, too, the Twins are the team coming into town for the Angels. And, um, well, you know, they have had some troubles recently. Uh, they had a couple double headers with the with the the Red Sox. Uh, they do play tomorrow, but if you look at the their pitching lineup, you do miss their top three guys. I feel uh, that's Michael P- Pineda, Kenta Maeda, and then Jose Barri- Barrios in whatever order you want to put them. But they are going to miss them because Haney's pitching Friday night. Um, that one's only kind of weird though, because they haven't announced the pitcher yet. But I know uh, Jose Barrios is pitching tomorrow. Kenta Maeda and Michael Pineda um, pitched today on a doubleheader, so you would think that we would—they definitely want to pitch that opening day. But again, Haney pitches Friday, Saturday. You got Jose Quintana against um, old friend, and I think you even met his wife. Do you know who Not I'm sure talking? Maker? Bingo. He's on the twins. Exactly what I said when I saw that. <laughs> I, felt, I felt I felt stupid saying that, but I'm like, he's on the twins. He's on the twins. Yeah. So, uh, him and Jose Quintana are pitching Saturday, six o'clock start, five thirty or six thirty. Sorry, on Friday, what I will be at that game. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So slide into the DMs, maybe. Yeah. Thanks for mm-hmm. the invite. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Talk to the no, wife. She organizes uh, all that. Going back to Shoemaker, I always rooted for Shoemaker. He was. I think a lot of people did. Like, yeah, he wasn't a top prospect by any means. He no, broke, he was like he, a. He's like one of those like twenty-eight, twenty-nine-year-old yeah. rookies when he came with the Angels. Yeah, he and he broke. Won. He broke in. Had but, a few good seasons. But no, wasn't that wasn't his first season? The the, the fourteen season. Yeah. And he was like a major reason why the Angels did as well because he was a guy that. It, like you mentioned, you brought in. He's like, oh, he'll be a fifth starter. Maybe he'll be like a back Maybe. and forth guy. Yeah. And then he, I think he won like fourteen games that year. Yeah, had a had a really strong season. Um, if you know anything about Halo Haven, we do a lot of parking lot stuff, giveaways. One day we'll be back rally, at that. One day we'll be back beads, at that. Right, rally mm-hmm. beads. So we have players, and we cut out their face. So we did want a shoemaker. His wife actually hit, slid into the DM, met up with her in the stadium. Had no idea. And uh, she has a uh, shoemaker rally beat somewhere at home, but um, and she actually had a picture of it too. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of our claim to fame at the beginning. I think Alexis Richards um, uh, has rally beats of you know, Jared Richards, of which Jared, is which is funny that you mentioned that Jared Rich or Garrett Richards is actually pitching against the Twins tomorrow, and it kind of brings it all full, all circle, full circle, circle a little bit, yeah. Circle. So, like we mentioned, uh, Shoemaker is pitching Saturday against Jose Quintana. Sunday, we got uh, Jay Happ against uh, Alex Cobb, the number two Dude, pitcher. I'm a Cobb, man. I'm loving this guy. And that's going to be a one o'clock start. Um, that should, be, I mean, three game series. Obviously, you don't know who's pitching tomorrow. Like I mentioned, they have, as we record this on, uh, was it Wednesday night? They haven't yet. Mention who's going to pitch for the for the Twins on Friday, but other than that, I kind of like our matchups this this uh, weekend. Jose Quintana is weird, and I mentioned on the last podcast if that double play happens, the interference call, and he gets out of that inning. That inning should have been old by a double yeah. play call. So completely different game. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, how do you know what he, it would have been if? Um, 
if he and, gets you, out. and you saw him, like you saw him in the dugout feeling defeated. Right. If he gets, and guys are coming up and they're patting him on the back. And like, it's like, okay. Dude, that way. wasn't like the score. Was it indicative of, you know, what truly happened? No. I, I felt like he had a much better performance rather than, I think he gave up seven earned. And it, it just wasn't that. And so I think, I think five I, earned seven. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I think this outing right now, if, you know, if, if he gets lit up, then okay. Yeah. Then you might, then we start, we start. Yeah. I would love to like, see that again. You had that. That was a game where it was the long delay. Yeah. You don't know, you know, what kind of headspace he's in. And, and then, he's coming back off his first performance, which wasn't was great. Not stellar. Right. So he's trying to prove. Yeah, something. I don't know. I just, I don't know if it would have been better. I don't know if it would have been the same. But if you get that double play call, and as Angel fans, you will see that and you can understand why, or not why, but yeah, why it should have been called a double play and get out of the inning. I don't know what happened. I was, be- I think of the best word for this was I was bewildered. <laughs> I, I think I, I stepped away. We were watching the game. Did, the didn't Matt say I that? Think, I think I went and got like a you know, slice of pizza yeah. and came back and I'm like, what happened? I swear the umpire with the headset came out and showed like an out. I had no idea what happened. And then all everything uh, escalated very quickly. Yeah, there like you go. Anchorman. Hey, I was say insert Anchorman yeah, meme this here. This escalated very quickly. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm going to be really interested to see how, again, Katana does this yeah, time out. Sure. Hopefully he can turn it around. Hopefully he has a little bit more luck on his side because it definitely wasn't on his side yeah. out in Florida. Um, so now kind of moving forward, another guy that won't be there that is a familiar face is this guy right here, Andrelton Simmons. As of today, he got put on the COVID-19 list. Um, you know, obviously, I forgot he was on the Twins. I'm going to be completely honest until this came across. If you were at the game, let's just say Friday, and he was playing – are you and they announce his name like you know how you've been the Angel Games? They announced the visiting yeah. team lineup just as much as they announced the home team lineup. Would you be giving him an ovation? Would you be clapping? Would you be like you know, oh thank you, Simba? Uh, or we just playing him off like oh he's just another guy? I'm giving him a golf clap. So nothing too serious. I'm not giving to- him like a nothing. I'm acknowledging that he played for the team, but I'm giving him a golf clap. Okay, so yeah, I kind of feel I, I kind of like, feel the same like, way like. He's not a legend. It's not like a guy like uh, like Jared Weaver went to the Padres for like a season or half a season, comes back to Anaheim. Say he came That's back different. to Anaheim. Yeah, that would be different. Yep. I'm, I'm giving him a standing ovation. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, has, a Simba, has a no-hitter with the Angels. Yeah, yeah you Simba, can totally understand Simba that. gave us, uh, I don't know, top of my head. Like Probably four, like four really four good years. Five. Four really good years. Yeah. The last two years were, yeah, like were injuries and stuff like dude. that. Yeah. Um, but it's not like he's not a franchise player, not an Angels Hall of Famer, no, anything like that. So, you know, I like respect a, what he did for the it was like a quickie, team. you know, he was there, he was he was great, and then he kind of just, moved he just on. kind of faded away, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know, that's that's what I'm giving him, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that makes complete sense too because I kind of I'm in the yeah, same golfer, boat, right? Yeah, golf, you watch the Masters, heck yeah, yeah, Deki Masayami, Masayama, yeah, um, you know. Probably they said that probably the second biggest sports star from Jap- or in Japan right now Otani. behind Otani. Yep. Active, yeah. I should say. You know, yeah. so uh, I love that. And I'm actually going to play golf this Sunday before the game. So there you go. Um, 
But yeah, Twins right now, again, they play tomorrow, but they're five and seven. They're two games of, of below 500. Um, but, you know, they have a couple guys in that lineup that can mash um, with uh, Donaldson coming back. He's going to, from, you know, last year he had a really good year. Obviously, he's up in age and he's probably not what he was, A's Donaldson, but he can definitely produce. He can definitely. Um, do something with the bat, and it'd be really interesting to see how he does uh, with the Angels. And just, I don't know, maybe it's just because of the last couple of series, I get kind of uh, PTSD as far as um, someone in that lineup is going to, you know, kill us. And if it's someone like Donaldson who has that kind of power, we, we got, I don't know, we kind of got lucky that Perez was a slow so even when he got hit it was a single and b didn't have a ton of pop so it was you know not a huge uh deal uh let's see who else is in their lineup uh, byron buxton too is also um one of those guys that is producing a ton this year that can give the fits for the angels so we'll see how that plays out this off or this weekend we'll have another podcast uh sunday night obviously and, and talk about this but we but and uh until then uh we have a couple questions on our instagram again that's halo underscore haven at um i posted something on our and then as johnny joins us right now in the stadium seats there we go we got them all settled in uh first question says when will uh, david fletcher make his first all-star team Oh, uh, we talked about this. Yeah. You told me that question. I'm like, I don't know when anybody's going to make anything. Like, if 2020 didn't tell us anything, yeah. I have no idea what's going on at all, any time of any day. But if I had to guess, um, I don't know, maybe this year. Yeah, hopefully it's this year. I mean, he's off to a little slow start. He's off to um, – Obviously, not to start a lot of people want to. I think at this point last year, like the first like 10 or 12 games into the season, he was like batting above 400 to a point to where I was like, I was texting friends and stuff like that, where I was just kind of messing around like, oh, Fletch, that's it. Fletcher's going to bat over 400 this year in a shortened season. And he struggled a little bit this year. I hope it's just, I hope it is this year that he gets an all star bid. But I think the lack of the big sexy numbers, like the home runs, extra base hits, all that and stuff. Then, yeah, West Coast market. Do do I even know who De- David Fletcher? Who David Fletcher yeah. Yeah. on the East Coast? I don't know who he is. Uh, there's only a few things that are guaranteed in life: death, taxes, Mike Trout making the All Star game, and King Griffey Jr. making the All Star game. Yeah, and that's kind of what I mentioned. The only seem like the only. Guy right now that's guaranteed to make an all-star game, regardless of what happens, yeah. is Mike. Mike Trout, Trout can hit five home runs before the all-star break. He's making the all-star game. And then too, like I think Anthony Rendon has a really good chance of making the all-star team, just because part of it's his reputation, and you know he's going to produce. Um, hopefully, he gets back from this injury, and it's not a big deal. And yeah, he definitely will be um, in that kind of all-star team talk. But Fletcher, I mean, he's going to have to kind of turn it around right now and, and get his average way up because. You're going to look at his RBIs. You're going to look at his home runs, and they're not going to be really high because of his leadoff status and because of um, he's just not a, he's not a power guy. He's not a power guy, and the Angels don't ask him to be a power guy. Hopefully, he does. Hopefully, the baseball people that make that kind of decision also, like on the reserves, can 
you know, see that and bring them in. But also, too, the second part of that question is um, how much longer do we have Upton? And the question and the answer is at the end of next year. So obviously, um, at the end of the 2021 season, he's still here. Pujols comes off the books, but then at the end of 2022, that's when Upton also okay. comes off the books. Yeah. Um, question from our live stream on Facebook, you, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter asks, thoughts on bringing Cole Calhoun back? Hmm. Do you have any thoughts? I'm guessing that means he's probably going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Yeah, I don't know what that contract's like, um, but... Yeah, Cole brought a little spark. Like we talk about Tyler Skeg's foundation. The motto is bring the spark. Right. Cole Calhoun brought it in right field. Something we're missing. Um, his average over the last few years was hasn't been great. Is yeah, it was in decline, but his home runs, like he, he started off terrible, I think, the last year for us, but then he put up over he was always putting up over 20 home runs, pretty consistent. And then just right. that throwing arm. The you, you love know, the throwing you know, arm. electric you, you, electric you plays out there that like, was gonna happen yeah. yeah and then he had like some you know relationship with Trout they were, they were friends and you could just feel that and we're missing that and you know like in retrospect like pulling myself out from the situation like the twenty thousand you know like you know the, of like I was in the sky looking down on it yeah putting putting Calhoun back in there I don't know I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean it'd be cool, but like I wouldn't want to give up a lot for it. I just and think I at this point, like trade. Or- so if he comes, let's just say next year, I don't, I don't know his contract status, but let's just say, for example, um, he's a free agent at the end of this year, and then the Angels sign him. It's probably going to be for like a fourth outfielder because um, you would think. At some point this year, once minor league baseball and all that stuff starts going at the beginning of May, um, Joe's going to get at bats. Joe's going to be able to. And it's going to get some at bats. Right. So you would think by the time at this point next year, one of those guys, whether it be Brandon or Joe, it's going to be seriously competing for that right field spot. Now, maybe. You know, you bring Cole back and he can be that fifth outfielder, which is great, but I don't know if he wants to do that. And then, like, you really can't blame the Angels. Like, when they let Cole walk, it's because, like, he wanted, I forgot what the contract was. Uh, they just didn't want to pay him that, I think it was like 16, 15, 16 million dollars. Right. And you, you got to understand it from a business perspective. Like, just wasn't worth it. No, you're you right. Sign a guy because like right Juan now, Lagares or or Dexter Fowler. I don't know what those contracts were, but just nothing in the neighborhood of Cole. Yeah, Cole's playing for eight million dollars this year. Um, next year, he has a team option, so we'll see how he does. A team can't pick up that option uh, and pay him nine million dollars. But I mean, let's just say for example, they don't pick it up. That probably means he doesn't have a great year, and that probably means he's not. Contributing at a, at a big clip, and I think if they bring him back, it would be just for um, what should we call it? Just be like that fourth outfielder, unless yeah. he wants to go out there and try to maybe to do some some more damage somewhere else. I don't know, but I don't know. I always like Cole. Cole was Cole was, Cole was a good player, and like you mentioned, he had a certain thing about him that uh, fans love. Yeah, he had that it factor. He had that charisma. He oh, definitely. That, yeah, he played the game right. So the last question, because we're running a little long on time, is do you do you have 
do they have a chance in the wild card? I'm guessing they mean the Angels. I think. Honestly, who is this they person? I've been trying to find they my whole life. <laughs> do they? They're the Angels. Do they? The Angels have a chance in the wild card? Uh, of course. Every year, I'm going to say yes. Every year, but especially this year, I'm going to preface it with that. We have a chance. They say saying there's a chance. Like, honestly, if we don't win the division, I don't know what to say. Like, if you look at payroll just alone, we're top five. Like, if, I don't know. I honestly think they have a better chance of winning the division than winning the wild card. Just because of the fact of, and you might have saw it, you might have not. We posted it on our, our Instagram. There's a bunch of guys on the on the Houston Astros that are going to the IL, yep. like big name guys like Bregman, Altuve, uh, Alvarez. That's the names that pop up off the top of my head. But if they struggle, they're on the IL and they haven't said why, but rumor has it that it's COVID related. So if they miss two weeks or whatever, and I asked somebody, well, how long does that last? Like the COVID IL is a different situation than the regular IL. There's not a time frame set like the 60 day or the or the 10 day. It's just whenever they pass um, the right amount of tests. So I think it's two tests they need to take. They, they need to obviously come up negative both times. But it can be something as quick as two days or it can be something as long as like two weeks. So if they're out for two weeks – a that helps the Angels, and B um, that uh, obviously will help the Angels not only when they play, but also also in the standings because they're probably going to lose a couple games that they weren't originally going to lose. Yeah, and you look at it. If you had to say what's the weakest division in baseball, I would almost have to say the AL West, and I know that you know that kind of sucks. It's funny but, it's, but if you look at like regression, like the A's aren't as strong, right? Even, Astros are not as strong, right? And even though that Oakland has won four in a row, but that's okay. That's all right. Nobody yeah, cares. nobody cares. Um, they start off slow. They start off real slow. Yeah, Oakland's always going to be there. Yeah, uh, Rangers suck. Rangers aren't going to be. Yeah, I don't think Mariners Rangers- are decent right now, but they'll yeah, regress. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, if you cannot win the West, especially this year with what we have going on, I don't just say. Yeah, so I mean, your top contenders for the wild card is probably going to be like you mentioned. I, I still think Oakland's going to be sniffing around there. Uh, Boston is playing really well, and they yeah. actually have they actually have the best um, record in the AL right now. Um, Toronto, I think, will be sniffing around there. New York will be sniffing around there if they don't win the division. Um, Kansas City and Cleveland. Well, I mean, you have Cleveland and Chicago that I think are going to be in the central. Those two teams yeah. that are going to one of yeah, those obviously one American League Central stuff. Obviously, one of those teams is going to win win the division. I think the other one, whether it's Cleveland or Chicago, are going to be the other team. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's in last place in that division, but I think they're going to have something to say about it before the end of the. It's just I don't know. I think they are better suited to take care of business in the division than the wild card. Wild card, there's so many teams, and now without the extended playoffs. Um, it just it seems harder to to get that uh, wild card spot than before. So um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the All Angels podcast. Like I mentioned before, we will be back Sunday to review the Twin Series three game set at Angel Stadium. Um, so look for it around like six seven o'clock. I think I have it right. I'm thinking right now six o'clock on Sunday. We'll talk about that. We'll get ready for the Texas series. Um, if you 
subscribe to this podcast. Thank you. And, but if you're an iOS user, Apple uh, podcast user, please uh, sub- uh, rate and review. Again, it helps us uh, spread the word with this podcast and, and help other angel fans find the podcast. And it's just really cool to see good reviews. I think Daniel mentioned last time that we are the number one podcast. I just think we, I think podcast. I have no analytics behind it. I just feel like we are. We're, I thought you had analytics. No, man. No numbers. No? no numbers. Yeah, we're the number one I'm fan a, I'm start. podcast. This is something we do not get paid I'm gonna, for. I'm going to hit I'm going to hit up every, yeah. I'm going to hit up everybody yeah. that has a podcast and be like, "Hey, so what are your downloads per month?" Exactly. So we we do not get paid for this. We're fans first. And we do this uh, based out of our love for the team. Uh, there's no money. There's nothing like that. Um, you know, we'll promote your business, though. So. Yeah, we will promote the. We'll shit promote your business. There's and no, money. If you want there's no send, money, but there's a bunch of giveaways that yeah, we don't want. If you want to send some free shirts and yeah. stuff, uh, shout out to Rake Baseball since over shout, some shirts. Shout out to Stance. Stance. Stance hooked uh, us up last uh, uh, at the end of last. Oh no, not nineteen, right? Was it the end of the 19th season? Stance. Yeah. Stance 2019, Socks. 2019 yeah, season. Yeah. We're kind of like influencers, I guess. Uh, like shout You out, are, baby. Shout out to Seagram. At the Curators <laughs> Chronicles. I drink it and they pay me for it. Was uh, that? No. Oh, oh. It was like a, you know, alluding to a rap song. But anyways. Yeah. There you anyway. go. But yeah. So we're easily bought. We are easily. We are. We are cheap. Yeah. We are cheap and affordable. Yeah. And a lot of different ways. So, um, <laughs> Have a question, comment, concern, or anything like that about the podcast? You can always reach us at our uh, social media pages at Halo Haven. Are concerned? I mean, you know, maybe you're concerned about the lighting. I don't know. Chris is our light. Okay. Our light right. specialist. We got lighting. Chris is our light. And there's specialist. no green screens. This is authentic, mm-hmm. man. There is We're authentic as it can be right now. So. Exactly. We are in Halo Haven, but uh, always DMs are always open at, on our Twitter, on our Instagram. It is Halo underscore Haven or our email at angels uh, all angels podcast at gmail.com again follow us on our facebook uh halo halo haven our youtube all angels podcast and our, again, like i mentioned our twitter halo underscore haven that's how you can watch our live streams of this podcast and hopefully down the line we'll get more interviews um we have a bunch of interviews already from the off season that's the one thing about the players once you get into the season it's kind of hard to get them yeah, I on get here, it. I get it for sure. Right, but you can go back and watch interviews with Chris Rodriguez, or you can even go back even further and just strictly podcast form. Chris Rodriguez, Brandon Marsh, um, we got uh, Jared Walsh. We have a bunch of these guys that are playing right now or coming up pretty soon. So that's a lot of fun. So definitely check us out. iOS rate and review, subscribe, rate and review. Uh, Spotify, thank you guys. Also, uh, we we see the numbers there, and we really appreciate it. So. I am Daniel Garcia. That is Chris Security Johnson. And this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu. Dot edu slash podcast.